Hi, this is Michael Dorn, Lieutenant Commander Worf from Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Trek FM. T. Earl Grey, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, Trek FM's dedicated TNG show. I'm Daniel Pru, sitting in the center chair this week, and joining me as always are my two wonderful co-hosts. I'm joined by uh, newly bearded Philip Gilfus. Philip, uh, when you stroke your beard thusly, uh, do you get do you get some enjoyment out of that, or or what's that about? Well, first you will now have to call me um, Commander Redbeard. I feel like I've earned it. Um, you know, I just think it, I needed something a little bit more Viking around here. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's toughing us up, right? You know, people think the Enterprise D, we got carpeting and holodecks, we're just the pushovers, but hey, we can mess your stuff up. And so that's why Commander Redbeard's here to. Make sure that no one messes with us, <laughs> Commander Redbeard. We might have to keep that uh, keep that in our back pocket for now. But uh, and also joining us is uh, newly minted Chief Medical Officer Darren Moser. Darren, uh, you've got some big shoes to fill. Uh, I believe they are tap dancing shoes of some sort. Uh, it's a it's a coat to fill. It's, coat, but yes. it's you know surprisingly it's one size fits all. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Um. Also, you 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 have a child now. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was our communal child that we all, you know, raised together. It takes a starship. It does. Uh, okay. Well, uh, people probably can't tell, but we're actually talking season two. They might be able to tell that, but what we're doing is we're revisiting our TNG Essentials trek here. Uh, we did season one uh, a few weeks back, and we're back now. We're going to talk the shortest season in TNG, so this is going to be the the shortest episode, I guarantee it. So... Would you call it too short a season? Well, uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, so just to go over a little bit of the ground rules here, how we established them before, as far as I can remember, and uh, maybe we'll make up some new ones as we go along. But basically, if you've listened to uh, the uh, Standard Orbit 1.0, uh, Mike and Drew who came up with the idea, and it's, it's since been kind of used from all the other shows, a lot of the other shows since, uh, basically you, you, we take a season, and we go through it episode by episode, and we decide whether uh, the episode is essential, quote-unquote essential, whatever that means, however we define it, or not. And if not, we throw it out, and we leave the good stuff in, and we see what we're left over with at the end. It's just kind of a fun exercise, to a different way to look through all of our favorite episodes that we've watched a bazillion, trillion times. So, uh, how do we define essential, guys? I think, what to me, uh, it either has to be superb quality which I think one of the, we'll talk, a couple of the episodes I think make, uh, may qualify for that, and or if it sets up something important in the future. And this doesn't necessarily have to be just TNG related. If this sets up something in Voyager, Deep Space Nine, or maybe even Enterprise, we might get into it at some point. Uh, that's also, to me, essential. Uh, any other caveats that you guys like to, to, to throw in there? I mean, I just think the discussion of what is essential, it is a crucible of truth. And <laughs> we'd burn be- away what is not necessary <laughs> until we are left with a pure, true episode season. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's well, like the measure of a me- episode. Yes, there you go. One of the benefits, too, of, of doing it with a three-person panel is, um, hopefully... We don't have any re- reason to have a tiebreaker. Uh, right. Well, been... Why would we ever need to break a tiebreaker? <laughs> I've been... Which is ironic, because our season one episode is titled Essential Coin Flips, episode <laughs> 140. I mean, when, when people think Earl Grey, do they think ties? I mean, why would they think that? In theory, in theory, uh, I hope they don't. But uh, don't we... be such a child, Daniel. Oh, of here course. we go. Here we go. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna stop that for now, and we're, because we've got a lot to talk about, even though it is a shorter season. Um, and you know, also, are we going to have clips of us talking about this? <laughs> Only at the end. Only at the very end. Yeah. Uh, you know, short. It's the shortest season, but uh, there it, it'll be interesting. Uh, one, you know, the, the first two seasons not super well regarded. So is it too short a season, Daniel? Oh, we already did that joke. 
Uh, so yeah, let's start. That is outrageous. <laughs> let's start and uh, and see where we can go. So to start with a ball of light, how's that? Uh, we will we will go with the child, which uh, I will read a, a short synopsis of. Counselor Troy is shocked to find out she is pregnant. Really, that's it. Uh, that's the most important bit. Um, but Daniel, who's the father? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we found out that Darren's the father, right? No, no. So what do you guys think? Uh, Darren, Philip, jump in here, because I don't want to start this one. Like, I, I don't know. I, I think that, I mean, this kicks off the season, and it's not just a one-off. I mean, you could say, but, like, it establishes the season. It introduces Pulaski. It introduces Guinan. It introduces Tin Ford. It introduces that LaForge is chief engineer. I mean, this kind of sets the table. So, I mean, I feel like it really does. Like, you may not like the story, which is, like, the whole episode because i really don't like the story but all the set pieces are like you know you're gonna if you're gonna be a little lost going from a neutral zone to uh where silence has leaks it's yeah Mm. see for me i'm trying to I, i am using our criteria but i have kind of a new criteria i'm also putting in place uh i listened to uh, Nerd Nuptial, which is co-hosted by Tristan Riddell from To The Journey and his wife, The Girl, and she's actually agreed to start watching TNG. And he just started right off on season one, and now he's kind of regretting that decision, and he, he said that he wants to pick quote-unquote the best bits. And I'm like, oh, well, we've already covered the best bits of season one. Thank you very much. So now I, it is up to us to make sure a, a newcomer to TNG season two is getting the best. And, oh, the child, it's, <laughs> it's really hard for me to, to, to take that. I mean, because I, I, every point you said was right, Philip. I mean, it does establish Jordy as, you know, I mean, you could figure it out by the fact that he's engineering everything in the next episode. Uh, we see 10 forward. We are introduced to the CMO, but why does it have to have that a plot? (laughs) Oh, I am, I am torn because I really hate this plot, but so can we, can we work around it? I'm just, I'm tossing that out there. Is is there, can can you, can we edit the episode, you know, or so we get a five minute episode of, uh, you know, of just the, Basically, Pulaski coming on the ship and stuff. And exactly. And oh, there you go. Just pretty much commercial breaks is all we yeah, need. Yeah, I mean, yeah, okay. So, this actually blew up in the Babel Conference when uh, From There to Here covered the child. And uh, I, I don't think we're interested in, in going down that path of conversation here in this Essentials thing. I, I agree, it is not a great story. It's a terrible story. It's, a, it's not great. But from what we, how we've established the rules, I kind of have to agree with Philip that we kind of have to keep it because it's it's not like it just introduces one thing. It it, it kind of sets the tone for the whole, you know, for the entire season and and it establishes a lot. All the differences between season one and season two are present here, and it's kind of hard to just be like, oh, well, you'll just figure it out in the next episode. Well, you're not going to figure out who Guinan and the new chief medical officer is. And the Jordy changed jobs, you know, and all of this other stuff. So, I, yeah, I, I guess we'll have to keep it. Yeah, if it didn't have so many setups in it. But, uh, okay, I will begrudgingly give you this one. <laughs> you don't have to, Darren. You can, you can, this is gonna be like the Supreme Court. You can vote no knowing that Daniel's voting yes and I'm voting yes. Okay, I'll vote, I'll vote one. no. What do you vote, Daniel? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to say just because. It does establish a lot of t- a lot of, especially this season uh, of this season's TNG. This, so, it, by definition, it's essential. It, it's it it is it's showing stuff you need to know and stuff you need to see. And then, if you want to forget ninety percent of it, go ahead. That's fine. I don't think anybody's going to uh, hold that against you. Remember. <laughs> so remember me. Let's let's move on now to something maybe a little uh, a little less uh, controversial. Um, we'll talk where silence has least. When an alien traps the Enterprise and threatens to kill half the crew purely out of curiosity, Captain Picard is faced with a grim decision. This is Nagilam, fellas, 
And uh, do we want to go frog face, giant frog face on the on the essentials guys, collection? Guys, I have two words for why we keep this. Two bridges? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we do reference two bridges a lot, but... Wait, wait, wait. Uh, oh, I would love if that is also an essential part of TNG, if Earl Grey <laughs> essentially... Has a running joke that will no, no longer make sense. No, no that's, that's, that's actually going to be featured in our upcoming series, <clears throat> Earl Grey Essentials. Essentials right. And uh, yeah, we'll get into so that. So after we get through seven seasons, it'll be Earl Grey. <laughs> Wait, isn't that the exact same thing, basically? <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, no. Because uh, McDuff is super essential, but uh, we, don't, we don't need him over. <laughs> that's, well, that's a future show. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's not a bad episode by any stretch. Um, and we get to see some let's blow up the ship moments. I don't know. There's nothing in here, though. I don't think of consequence that really happens right well, yeah I, do, I mean i like I, I do like the fundamental nature like it's fundamental well i'm gonna i'll, I'll modify it this way it's fundamental early tng like i think it it right. captures what the series is about you know you have the mystery you have an alien you have trying to figure out how to deal with the alien and then picard having to come up with a way which i mean really he kind of just talks the alien of like yeah i guess <laughs> you know <laughs> Like, well, we'll, yeah, we'll blow you up, or we're just going to blow ourselves up. I mean, it's basically sort of the Janeway all over again. Um, and so... Yeah, it's a, it's a very TOS episode, right? I mean, in a lot of ways, that, that, that well, kind of conceit well, of... Well, it's just like that Voyager episode, Scientific Method. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I... Hey, TTJ, if you're listening, who did it better? Or Silence has leaks, <laughs> or Scientific <laughs> Method? Yeah, I, I... Nah, there's nothing in here. No, nothing in here. I, I care yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. I think we can do without this one. So, you, so Dan, you, you'll get. You're getting rid of the meme of the guy at con dying, <laughs> shaking his head. Oh, that I mean, is so many awesome. things. Realize that you're losing with this episode. <laughs> I mean, if you're you're fine with that, I'm 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 voting yes. But 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 if y'all just want to throw all these things under the thing and we're we can never say two bridges again after that. No, that's not how this works. This <laughs> that, is that this is, is not how this. This works, is just the, an arbitrary. That's essentially. How this works. This is an arbitrary <laughs> list. Uh, so no, no, Darren and I say no. Let's get rid of it. It's gone. We are now, fellas, 50% season two. Can you believe it? <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see here. Let's move on to... And it's elementary, Daniel. Uh, yes, of course. Elementary, dear Data. The Enterprise is threatened when a character in Data and LaForge's holodeck simulation becomes sentient. I mean, do we even... No. Yeah, do we even really need to talk about this one except for I how mean, great it is? You have a the first cosplay. You, I mean, it introduces the whole, uh, you know, every it, you, Moriarty because it's going to be really confusing in about three, four seasons here. Who this guy <laughs> that is, is true? Yeah, we can't um, just that if we don't keep this one, we cannot use ship in a bottle. Ship in a bottle, like it, we literally cannot because it would be so confusing. But yeah. no, I I definitely th- I mean, unless you have something about Moriarty, like. You know, he doesn't do it for you like Mark Twain doesn't. If you really hate this character, just let me know. But <laughs> I love Moriarty. I wish he came back more. I wish he came back on Voyager. I wish he showed up all over the place. He was awesome. <laughs> Why would that would be like the most weird connection point? And well, somehow he exploded in Viridian Three. <laughs> there was this wormhole that the cube went through. Okay, I can I can get him Carter. on Voyager while Barkley is working on the Pathfinder project. He has that holographic Voyager, but he's at the station and that's where they have the module and so he actually put is part of the program as well and he helps him out barkley is the one that ends up with the module isn't it? or do they no they send it away in a it sh- goes to jupiter station which yeah. i'm pretty sure is where the pathfinder project's being done from well so the reason i i just threw that out there is because moriarty is the doctor before the doctor is the doctor and so yes I would love to see those two characters interact. I think that would be really cool. Like if if those two characters and Vic Fontaine like met at like you know <laughs> Holocon or something, it would be really, <laughs> it would be really awesome. Oh God, I want to go to and they and they act out photons be free. <laughs> oh, you know that would be really cool. And and they all and, have... and they and they serve Bud Light. Okay, oh, now I want to see a, a bunch of uh, people cosplaying all of the holograms at Star Trek Las Vegas, and they're holding a pad that says "Photons be free," and they're <laughs> but, having a book but, club. But like you, you know, everyone does like the cheap one where they just come like in t-shirt and jeans, and they just put like a hollow emitter on their shoulder, and like, "See, I'm a hologram." Oh, like, that, that's what I was gonna do, Philip. Oh, oh, not anymore. 
Yeah, hey, I'll do that if uh, Daniel does his, uh, you know, Lieutenant J, J. haircut. <laughs> so the Y. Do it. <laughs> so yeah, yes no, for da- data, obviously. Yeah, this this episode, I mean, it is. I mean, this by all of our criteria is super important, right? I mean, it's it is a really important episode. It establishes a lot. We see it later on, of course, Moriarty, as we've mentioned, the data um, Sherlock thing, uh, and it's a fantastic episode to boot. Um, and, uh, you know, if you care about the self-contained season two storyline, we get to see uh, uh, Pulaski being a real big jerk to Data. So, uh, you know, there's that, <laughs> that too. That is Fraud! Fraud! <laughs> and I have a feeling maybe that'll come up, you know, maybe in an episode or two. Uh, so, yeah. Guys, I feel, I feel really old. This aired in December 5th, 1988. All right, fellas. Let's move on. We bumped it up to 75. So the outrageous Akona, uh, the Enterprise crew, crew rescue a, and by the way, this is in quotes on Memory Alpha, quote unquote, roguish freighter captain whose ship is malfunctioning, but his presence drags them into an interplanetary feud. So now we need to make a trailer cut with the audio from the Rogue One trailer, but only using footage from the outrageous Akona. Oh, geez. That would be interesting. Uh, uh, do we, do we, I mean, space vests, anything uh, prototype Riker is kind of good night data. Good night data. Oh, uh, data trying to be funny. Uh, that's yes. not, this is a, this is essential. You want data as comedian. I mean, no, doing the Jerry we Lewis, a uh, Joe Piscopo. What more do you not want in TNG? My friends, what see, more we just go from want? a great Terry hologram episode to this. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I no, no, I, I, I can't even. No. Yeah. Even Philip says no. no, huh? All right, that's no. we don't even need to keep talking. Then that's a no. Oh, we're back to fifty percent. <laughs> that's right. Next up, loud as a whisper. Uh, the Enterprise brings a deaf negotiator to mediate the end of a planetary civil war. Now, this is interesting. Um, I like Riva. Um, and the, the, the story behind um, the, that actor being deaf and wanting to come on the show and, and coming on is really cool. And I like the chorus that he has. I don't know if I could count this as essential, though. I'm not really sure. I mean, I would, I would count it in. Um, really? Would Philip, re- you, would, you, would, you would vote yes? That's surprising. I would. I would. <laughs> um, I'm the William O. Douglas of this panel. I heard two people laugh at that joke in our audience. Um, basically, I, I mean, I don't think this is, it, it, it's a dated episode. That's the kindest way I'll say it. It does seem very dated with the aliens, um, with some of the effects and everything. It looks very much of the time of 88. Um, but the story, it is hard for me to be like, oh, you know, when you want to get rid of the whole, you know, episode where you have this deaf guest guest star playing a deaf person and, and the way that would work. Um, and is it the ending a little hokey? Maybe if those don't remember, he basically is going to um, uh, teach sign language to the two warring factions so they can understand him. And then in a process, since they're both learning the same thing, you know, they're in a common thing that they can work together. So you know, a little bit hokey, I guess. But but I don't know. It it, it does pull on the the spirit heartstrings for me a little bit. So yeah, I definitely vote vote yes. I mean, in the essential way of what you guys were trying to say about uh, where silence has lease, where this is a very star Trek concept, the, you know, the putting aside our differences, the, uh, you know, not to mention the real, like you said, the real life uh, applications of, you know, it actually being a deaf actor instead of just someone pretending to be deaf. And, and it's a, and it's an enjoyable episode. It's well acted. It's, it has its message, but it's not, it's maybe it's a little heavy handed at the end, but not too bad. Uh, but, but it's very enjoyable. The the Jordy stuff too. Uh, you know the whole message, obviously, about uh, you know being disabled and what does that mean, and and these mm. people obviously have a lot to contribute. Uh, is very Star Trek as well. Um, I'm split on this one. I don't. I, it's just the. the it, it is a very Star Trek concept at its core, but I just I don't know. I don't know if I can vote yes for it. I vote yes. Okay. I vote yes. I don't need to then. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> so we are just bouncing back and forth. 
So let's see what we get with this schizoid man. And away Call me grandpa. <laughs> An away team discovers the dying doctor, Ira Graves, who claims to be Data's grandfather. Now, <laughs> those that knew him loved him. <laughs> and those that loved him knew him. To know him was to love him. And is to this, love him was... Oh, sorry. sorry. Is, is this Brent's first please, please, please <laughs> let me act episode? I think this actually might be the first instance of that. He's like, I just have this idea that if I play all my ancestors, I mean, I think I really have them all down. I think I could play my grandfather and my father. I feel like I could pull off a brother or two. We can negotiate. Um grandmother that's just silly but i will totally be in drag for a western yes that that is that is okay uh yeah now so, now i i would i'll throw this out here dr salar yeah i know i know you were gonna I'm say throwing that. that out there uh, dr salar is the to me the most compelling argument that could be said about this episode otherwise to say it's essential it's essential we go through all of this episode <laughs> Just yeah. for a shot of Dr. Solar. I like it. I actually do like it. It's a good episode. It does have a TOS feel because you sort of have like the um the stereotypical, you know, young blonde lab assistant, um, and the, the older gentleman who has his eye on her. You know, they're like TOS y except like involving it with androids or something. Um, which I know this is involves androids too. So it's really not that much <laughs> of a stretch. Um so but but you know, yeah, but I think, you know, you have a little data origin a little bit. I mean, not a lot, but I, I like it. it gives Brent a chance to act out a little bit. Um, a little obvious, I think. You know, I think everyone should have known something was up right away. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm voting yes, that's the voice. If, he, if, if, this, if Ira Graves ever came back in, in any of the subsequent stories about Soong or anything like that, maybe... Like it actually tied together. Yeah, well, you know, if they showed a younger version of him, I know the perfect person to cast. <laughs> um, His last name is Shepard. Do they? Do they happen to name drop? I think in this episode they name drop the Daystrom Institute. If, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm just trying to grasp at straws here for continuity. Yeah, I, I say, I say no. I say no. I I say no. It's it's not essential. All right. It may be an okay episode in Philip's eyes, but not enough and to keep from it off now the on. Block. Anytime anyone mentions Doctor Salar, when everyone say who, they, they I don't think they ever mention Doctor Salar. They always that. mention this. They'll be like you know Doctor Salar's patient, or you know, or da da da. So. Well, moving on. Unnatural selection. The Enterprise investigates the deaths of the crew of the USS Landry, Landry, who all died. Of old age. Yep. This is a weird episode. Like, I feel like I'd have to watch it again, because I feel like I, you know, it's been a while since I rewatched this, that it just didn't make sense the last time I saw it. Like, you have, like, the frozen mannequin boy guy. This is the one with old Pulaski, right? Yes, I mean, old, is, older yeah. Pulaski. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird. It, and where, like, she beams him onto the shuttle. I mean, that's a clever idea, but they never quarantine anyone ever like that ever again i do like that and i and i like the fact that it's made clear that data is is obviously completely immune to this and he's clear and he can he can be there with her um and i also there's obviously a little bit of a tie-in there with the uh, eugenics stuff i'm um, talking about genetically modifying little. people um again this episode was enough to turn diana moldar off of ever doing science fiction again um because of the, the makeup she had to wear Wow, she's seven episodes in, so... <laughs> I think this is what convinced her that, you know, she wasn't going to stick around. Uh, ah. But, yeah, no. The old people uh, yeah, make Yeah, I, I don't think so. Nah. Yeah. Philip, are you going to give this one officially a no as well? I, I can't really get anything from it. No. no. Nope, nope, nope. Dropping it. Okay, well, this next one, I mean, do we even have to... This is the origin story of... Uh, of Earl Grey. Of Earl Grey here. So, uh, a matter of honor. Like if, I feel like if any of us... Oh, go ahead, do your summary. A matter of honor. Riker serves as an exchange officer on a Klingon warship. I mean, I feel I like mean, if any of us he argue, takes lots of bird of prey selfies. Yeah, I, I think if any of us argue, then a fight might break out. <laughs> or one well, of us will assassinate the other, I guess. I was going to say, as my honorable second, you know, <laughs> but I have to kill Daniel, and then you have to kill me, so... And if you don't like this episode, 
perhaps you'd like a weaker episode. <laughs> oh, and about I mean both episodes. <laughs> this is a solid episode. I mean, we obviously we talked a bit about this before, but it also establishes a crazy amount. This is the start. Well, well, remember, actually, remember, it didn't. I forget, didn't we get rid of, or is that the, our coin flip about the Klingon episode? This is introduces the Klingon. This to me, this is the real Klingon introduction. Of we Star did Trek not include Code of Honor. Yeah. Oh no, actually, that's not the one. It's it's not Heart and Glory. Heart of Glory. Heart of, Heart of Glory. We did include Heart of Glory. Okay, but it doesn't matter because this still yeah. really establishes uh, yeah. the Klingons. We get the obviously the ship life. We also get uh, the Benzite stuff too in here as well. Um, yeah, and we get the phaser with Mordon, Magdon, Mendon, Mordon, Mendon. They all look alike. I'm sorry. We get Gach. Yeah. First time yeah. in this episode. I mean, just that whole eating, you know, scene at 10 forward, like Pippius Claw. Yeah. So much good stuff. Is I mean, why would we not keep this? This is perfect. There's no reason. This, this is so yeah, good. This is so good. All right. I don't know about this next one, guys. The next one's a little sketchy. <laughs> I'm already I'm already getting ready to press the no button. <laughs> is it like the X Factor where we like turn our chairs, yeah. our command <laughs> chairs around? So we're facing the horseshoe, and there's the big view screen behind us. That'd be a little cramped for our feet, but I think we could make it work. The measure of a man. Picard must prove Data is legally a sentient being with rights and freedoms under Federation law when transfer orders demand Data's reassignment for study and disassembly. Yeah, it's just, you, you have to watch. watch this episode first. Like, put this in front of the child and watch it first into this entire season. This is the essential of essentialness. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the best episodes of all of, of, of Star Trek, of, of TNG, of Star Trek. I mean, this episode it's Captain is, Essential, not like Ensign Essential. Yeah. You know, what, this, this episode is so important in establishing so much about Data, so much about the Federation, so much about all of this stuff. Plus, it's a great character study between Riker and Picard. I mean, th- I mean th- there's nothing bad in this episode. And if we don't include it, I mean, we can't use Data's day. I mean, it's literally... I mean, <laughs> Data's day to? hinges. <laughs> uh, Apparently, this yeah. is the the first time the poker game was shown. Was oh. Measure of a Man also very important, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't need to talk. It's I mean, only the final I shot mean, of Philippa, all of TNG. I mean, someone has to talk about Picard's ass. We need an episode where that happens. <laughs> He's a damn sexy man. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, that, that, yeah, we don't really have to spend too much time on it. Obviously, we're going to say yes. Obviously, it's good. And we've talked about it a, a, a zillion times before. So, not, not much new to say there. But let's move on to the Dolphin. Wesley falls in love with the new leader of a war-torn planet. Is anyone a little disappointed this doesn't have cetacean ops in it? Because that's totally where I thought it was going. But no. It no that's the Dolphin. Oh, oh, Commander uh, Flipper, so close. Yeah, this is kind of forgettable. I mean, I, I, it's, it is what it is. It is, you know, Wesley's it, first, it is what it is. <laughs> first love, you know, and I don't know how great of an episode you can ever make a teen, you know, because we're we're old and we don't care anymore. But at the time, I'm <laughs> well, sure. Well, hey, but hey, so is the game, and the game is way better than this episode. Well, no, the game is way better than this episode. I think this episode has better special effects than the game. <laughs> no, I don't remember. Oh, I, I don't know. Who cares? Really? At that <laughs> it's also got uh, what's her face. So it's definitely still better. I don't. Well, see, now, are, are you, and again, I, to listeners, I don't mean to be shallow, but like, if you're going to make me pick between those two, that's a hard pick. I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I say pass on Dolphin. Yeah. I've, yeah. Well, yeah I'm, I'm saying keep it, but I'll be outvoted. Yeah, I mean, the effect, and you were wrong, because in the Dolphin, when she changes from teenage girl, or no, no, the old lady, it was the old lady, from old lady into te- giant teddy bear monster, it is the cheesy, <laughs> it's the cheesiest effect on Star Trek. Like, Wait, it's, a, it's a morph pong, effect. The yeah. game? No, it's cheesier than that. It might even be cheesier than anything on TOS. I, I think it is that cheesy. It's so bad. I'd rather she walk behind the bulkhead and come out the other side, like, <laughs> already changed. It's the most obvious character swap. Uh, so, yeah. Nope. Sorry, Philip. We're getting rid of it. It's not, it's not, it's not, I wouldn't even say it's, like, a terrible episode, but it, there isn't a lot in, in it to, to keep. It's not essential. Yeah. Certainly not By essential, any stretch. So. 
All right, then. Let's move on to Contagion. The Enterprise and a Romulan warbird are are attacked by the same computer virus that has already destroyed one Federation starship of the same class as the Enterprise. And that would be, gentlemen? Yamamoto. Yamamoto. So what do we think? Do we want to keep it? Now, now what's the episode of Deep Space Nine that we'll have to cancel if we get rid of the Iconians? <laughs> and that's why we're keeping it. Or and all of Star Trek Online. Or yeah, all of Star Trek yeah. Online. We, we have to yeah. keep it, right? And you get an awesome Romulan commander. Yeah. So, yeah. And we get the sister ship of the, of the flagship, which is cool and important. Well, we also saw that in The Silence Has Lead. So this is but that wasn't mention. really it. I know, I know. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, it fared better. Hey guys, we are halfway through the season <laughs> already. <Huzzah! laughs> yeah, so are we all agreed? Are we? We're all keeping. Uh, this, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I. And the uh, I like the ending. I like the ending when Picard. Uh, be, you know, he he's on the Romulan ship, and then uh, I think that was clever. And and then they get and back guys, on the Enterprise. We we have to take a moment. This episode is the first time we get by you know the the, the exact wordage of T O Gray. Ah. Oh yeah, there we go. And when they're in the the transporter gateway room, I definitely get a. I'm blanking on the video game now. Um, what was the name of the video game we played? The shift game. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, no, that's what I called it. <laughs> I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, <laughs> it was the days ends of futures past. Yeah, yeah futures, like future past, future tense. Days something. of Star Trek timelines yeah. remembered but i definitely like in that room i got the same vibe as as that scene with the gateways like i gotta walk from one end to the other end and it got me really slowly <laughs> yes well we're gonna we're gonna keep it i think we're all in agreement on that one the next one may be a little more contentious i'm not sure how we're gonna i mean i know where i'm landing on it but uh oh man the, we're gonna talk about uh, the royal guys I'm just gonna say we're about to start a spree here. It's be very <laughs> Do you guys know what they call this episode in London? They call it the Royale. <laughs> the Royale. <laughs> the Royale with cheese. The USS Enterprise investigates the wreckage of a 21st century Earth spaceship orbiting a distant planet and the appearance of a casino with inhabitants based on a rather poorly written paperback novel. Now, every time I watch this episode, I look it up to see if this is a real novel or not. Every single time, even though I always just I seem to forget it. But it doesn't matter because this episode's terrible. Yep, um, it's terrible. Oh. Done. I think we can move oh, on. What? Baby pa- needs a new pair of shoes. Oh, There's a couple of get lines. rid of that. <laughs> no, it's just so it is so weird. It, it's it's just Surreal. just think of it as a holodeck episode where they can't get out. It's basically the same premise except for it's on an alien planet. Uh, nope. Oh. This is a David Lynch TNG episode. I mean, it's just you got the revolving door in the middle of nowhere. And then you got the craziness of the like dime store story, and then data. I mean, data crunching. in that ten gallon hat. You're gonna yeah. deny people data yes. in that hat. Don't worry, it'll come back. <laughs> well, maybe right. perhaps okay. we'll see data I, in the cowboy. Maybe not essential, but still fun. Uh, it's okay, regardless of its quality, because that actually kind of doesn't matter as much. There is nothing in here to keep. Um, there's nothing that comes back up. There's no, there's nothing of consequence that happens in this episode. They're on this planet. They find this weird thing. This weird thing happens and then it ends. So I don't, I don't, there's not much going on here. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think that's a no. I think we're, uh, firmly in the no. <clears throat> Next up is actually, I believe, favorite, uh, Philip's favorite episode in all of, uh, Star Trek. So, uh, Times Squared. The Enterprise discovers a duplicate of Picard from six hours in the future. Go ahead, Phil. That's, the, that's, that's, that's literally all you can say, isn't it? <laughs> I, I dare you to say something else about this episode. Uh, they get caught in a time loop? That's not a time Do, loop. Is there actually a time loop? Not no. really. That's it? That is literally, like, it's blah. I mean, I And this is the one where Data has the canister he's got to put in the thing, right? No. Is... No. No. None of that. It's There's just this is two cards. This, this is the one where two Picard, Picard shoots himself. What? Sorry, I can't make that joke anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Picard shoots himself in this episode and kills himself. Well, he does that in Tapestry, too, but with a little more flair. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really think there's anything going yeah, on in here. That's... It's... Okay, no, literally yeah. nothing happens in this episode. 
You could go to sleep to this episode. It is very happens. It is very boring. It's very slow. Um, yeah, no, I'm not going to argue it. It's, it's time a- slowed square. All right. <laughs> it's a no. You can skip uh, time squared officially. All right, it's taking. Okay, <clears throat> next up, the Icarus Factor. When Commander Riker is offered command of the starship Ares, his estranged father, Kyle Riker, is sent by Starfleet to brief him on the mission. Meanwhile, Data, LaForge, Pulaski, Wesley, and O'Brien help Worf celebrate the anniversary of his right of ascension. Uh, Oh, we get pain sticks. Pain sticks. Pretty important. And Q-tips. We get Kyle Riker. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it is. I mean, it gives a lot of Riker backstory. Like, if you even yeah. if you don't like Kyle Riker or don't like the Pulaski Riker, and I don't know why you, and even if you don't like Ambu Jitsu, I don't know who you are, and I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> but even all that, you still get the backstory of Riker's mom, um, and you know how he grew up, and and it's very, I mean, it's very interesting. I think, um, you know, do they always do a lot of follow up? Probably not. Um, though they do discuss it in um with his double. Um, oh, Thomas. Second right. chances. Second chances. Beardy McVelcros. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. This is a. And, you mean and Sideburns you also, McGee? <laughs> yeah. And then you also get the. With the Aries, you get sort of the. Uh, I don't want to say trope, but you can call it that. That Riker won't sit down. You know, this starts here. This is the first command we have officially oh, offered to Commander Riker. And I, I don't think, you know, we can just as easily write off the whole Warfy thing either. I mean, this is a character study for both of these people. And that whole thing with his birthday and, and the Klingon culture, that, that kind of informs a lot about his character as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not my favorite episode by any, by any stretch of the imagination. but And of course, uh, we would be remiss. Philip uh, alluded to it earlier, but we have to at least say it out loud. Uh, uh, thanks to Andy at Women of Warp, you know, this is the episode where we learned that uh, Pulaski banged uh, Riker's dad. <laughs> so I guess we have to keep it for that at least, right? And, and Daniel, we have to keep it for you because Pulaski reveals 24th century um, uh, truth and mores oh, about yes. relationships that she's yes. been divorced how, five times? Am I remembering yes. that correctly? It's quite a bit. It's quite a few times, yeah. And friends with every one of them. Absolutely. Yes, very healthy relationships at this point, too. Uh, which we'll get into later on. But next up, Daniel. <laughs> ben Pals. Philip. <laughs> Data makes contact with a young girl from a pre-warp civilization on a planet facing imminent annihilation. Guys, this is interesting. Um, very prime directive heavy. It is very prime directive. Um, now, 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 now. Let's all just discuss it here in this comfortable setting. Philip, is someone out there? I'm what do scared. We think? I don't I'm, I'm be a little not essential. You must choose me. <laughs> It's, I don't think it's great. I don't. I mean, you know, the episode's interesting, and that that's true. I, to me, it is almost worth keeping for just the conversation scene. The scene in his quarters, mm. where you get the whole crew candidly talking about what the prime directive is and what it means. Uh, Much that, better than the uh, room where they're sitting around in the child, all discussing yes, what should yes. happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's a great scene because it feels real. It feels comfortable. It feels like a group of colleagues having a conversation. Uh, about ideology and it may and it feels it's the closest we get to understanding what the prime directive exactly is and i don't know if that's enough to save it but i could be swayed that way no no i i think it is i think it's worth keeping yeah making up the concept of early tng essentialness there's a a, a dichotomy a a, a delineation i i yes i vote yes to keep yeah i I feel like they're not all gonna be amazing episodes but for being essential I think it it says a lot about the Star Trek world, and and about data. And uh, we get the Pulaski memory wipe technique that will come up once or twice after this. That's true. And then never again. <laughs> Next up, Q. Who Riker is granted uh, the power of the Q. <laughs> oh wait, nope. Sorry, that's that's. that's not uh, Q throws the Enterprise into uncharted space where it encounters. And Robin Hood gauge by a vessel of a previously unknown species, the bull. Robin Hood in a comment. I mean, look, and... this is just a one-off. We don't ever see him again. I mean, yeah. why, why do we even need to waste our time? They're all just black pajama people. <laughs> black. Pajama Get it together, Star Trek. People. 
Yeah, I mean, what do we say here? This is both yeah. AQ and a Borg episode. This is the Borg Genesis episode. Uh, Sonia Genesis? Gomez? Hot chocolates? I mean, come on. We, this, this episode yeah. has it all. Y- you have to keep Q Who. Yeah. I mean, what, what is Best of Both Worlds I mean, about Q Who? Yeah, the only other... is Because is, is, Best of Both Worlds is the next Borg episode, right? It is. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't just start with Best of Both Worlds, which I'm just going to cut out a limb that we're going to keep. Yeah, we, so. might, we might keep that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but which part, Darren? Which part? <laughs> well, one has the ending to our episode, and the other one, uh, you know, solves it. But it, and, yeah. and, you know, uh, this is also, you know, a Guinan pretty heavy episode as well. The Guinan Q, although we never really get any res- a resolution to that, but it is still an interesting aspect. We get of cat hands, cat claws. Yeah, we, yeah. we do get Guinan backstory that the Borg uh, destroyed or... Yeah. Which may or may not nice come that they keep in a her movie. backstory vaguely, yeah. which yeah. is nice. So yeah, this is another one of those no-brainers. Another one of those. Uh, I mean, you you don't get rid of it. You can't get rid of it. It would no. TNG as a whole wouldn't make sense without season the two would collapse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're keeping it. We are keeping it. So next up, Samaritan Snare. Picard must undergo a serious medical procedure while the Enterprise D deals with. Yeah. See, the pack okay, lens. <laughs> this is where I'm going to bring up my splicing essential episode. I think it is essential to Picard Wesley. Uh, I think yeah, you got it as a keeper. For one thing, it just sets up tapestry. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, the other thing with the pack lids, you we can forget it. So I, I want to. I cut don't this think the pack lids are that bad, but I'd say oh, yes they are, for the episode. They are. No, and, and it's not if, if I've never talked about this episode. I don't know. I'm sure I have. It's not that I think the packlets are bad. I think it's insulting. Yeah. Like, I feel sorry for them. I mean, yeah, I do. Yeah. I feel like, why are we, we're like making fun of them? And, and they're, I mean, they, you know, I don't want to be. You no, know. you don't have to. Everybody yeah. that's ever seen that episode knows exactly what, what that is. And yeah, no, I agree. The packlets are borderline way too far. Uh, and, but yeah, everything else in this episode is gold. I mean, the, the Pulaski Picard slash Picard. Wesley stuff is really really good. Um, we yeah, of course we get essential Picard history with the the heart and the Dom Jod and all that stuff. Uh, and of course uh, they uh, we get the deadly Crimson Force Field, which comes up again. So ever never never ever. But no, yeah, I, I agree. This is the character stuff is too good to leave behind. So, and would you like one of these sandwiches, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a yes for me. Yep, yes. I say yes. Yep. And I think that's where the season ends. So. <laughs> no, no, we still got uh, five, five more to choose. Up the long oh, ladder, the Enterprise gosh. discovers two threatened colonies which must cooperate to survive. Yes, absolutely yes. We're keeping this one. Okay, next up. No, I'm Wait, kidding. whoa, wow. <laughs> I didn't know how this is this no, no, okay. no, no, no. Um, yeah, Irish farming colony and clones. This is... No, no, no. Stereotypical <laughs> Irish farming True. colony. Yes, Captain Redbeard. This is the Phantom Menace to, uh... <laughs> oh, God. To, Voy- to Voyager's... Wow. To Voyager's... You're on a line right there, aren't you, Dan? <laughs> this is... This is the Phantom Menace to Voyager's Fairhaven, is what this is. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so then what movie would Fairhaven be? Uh... <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Actually, no, I guess this would actually be Attack of the Clones, too. But anyways, we're getting way too... Uh. <laughs> we're getting way... Uh, I have a crush on this woman, so I'm biased towards this episode. <laughs> but even I will say, no, we have to... I mean, the cloning stuff is kind of interesting. Um that's true. And the use of, of twins and stuff for the effects was well, yeah, right. really well done. And the, the whole, like, reaction to that Picard, I'm sorry, Riker and uh, Pulaski have. Oh, yes. To yeah, their that, being cloned without their cons- yeah. consent. Yeah. That's a really interesting kind of subplot. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I mean really, the only, the, the, what makes this hard for me to take, because actually I think you can probably say, you know, if you were, like, trying to rewrite or edit... You could probably keep about seventy five percent of this, but just the outlandishness of the 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 no, not even supposed to be Irish, but that's obviously what they are. Um, it was just so exaggerated and like, you know, oh, here's he's drinking, and then oh, here comes the lady. Huh, ladies, am I right? Always yell, all, ladies always be yelling at you. Um, <laughs> and you know, and 
Uh, and then the the ending. Oh my god, the solution! I can't I can't take that. Uh, <laughs> imperialism at its best. Like, oh, your Irish fell into my clones. Your clones fell into my <laughs> Irish. You know, it's like uh. you can't just like tell people. Oh yeah, problem solved. We're just gonna marry you to five of them. All right, but don't I have a say? Shh, shh, no talk. <laughs> Sorry, the episode's over. Can't can't talk about it. You know, actually, the the strongest part of this that I that I would slightly be convinced to keep it is the uh, Pulaski Wharf storyline, which is interesting, and, and and it's a good character study between those two. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get is this any the payoff. tea, the tea ceremony. Uh, yeah, this is the tea ceremony one. Yep, yeah, tea sorry. ceremony. It yep, is. it is the tea there. ceremony one. So that's cool. I like that. It's it's cool. We don't get a lot of, of good, cool Pulaski stuff, and the, her and Worf is a really interesting team up that I, that would definitely have been interesting to see kind of grow. Unfortunately, we don't get to see that, so I don't know if it's really essential. Yeah, so I'm gonna yeah to take it back around to essentialness, merits of good acting, good good concepts. Is it essential to all of TNG? Yeah, no, it's not. I I don't think I can't think so. No, no, nope, 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 nope. All right, let's move on. Next up, manhunt. Loaxana Troy arrives on the Enterprise, intent on finding a husband, which is actually um, a synopsis for every one of her episodes. I think so. It's weird (laughs) that that's kind of where it stops. Uh, But this is the one where she goes on the holodeck uh, and stuff. Oh, this is the one where she goes through uh, Betazoid menopause, right? Right. Yeah. No, the name hardly. Uh, yeah. Does it so, uh, you know, well, f- you know, for Philip, this is kind of one of those aging episodes that we don't really get to deal with a lot very often. So, uh, I and and I, I think this is an interesting episode. Now, you all probably won't say that, but um, I mean, I think it's very interesting. You get Dixon Hill, who doesn't love that. Um, you get um some Beta Z. Uh, backstory about what Riker has to look forward to. Um, you get the Antedians, right? Come on, Fleetwood Mac. Hello. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I do like uh, the, the ending. I actually do like it's a little cutesy, but I do like the ending. Um, with she's like, oh yeah, they're just gonna kill. By the way, didn't y'all know that we protest? <laughs> um, and so I, I, I like. I, I'm, I'm, I'm voting yes. Y- y'all can do what you want. Uh, the Dixon Hill stuff is good. Uh, I don't know. It's actually, to me, it's the most forgettable of on episode, you know? And uh, as much as I wish I could forget the uh, Waxana and Alexander in a bath, I, I remember that <laughs> before I remember this. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't yeah, know. I, I can't see it being essential. Yeah. I mean, we're going to see a lot more episodes of Loxana that are better, of yeah. like um, Half a Life and such. Yeah, and we don't like, learn I, anything here that's that's, you know, anything essential that we need to know, you know, further on down the road. Now this is, though this is the episode, because I know y'all, I think one of y'all argued with me before, this episode establishes Loxana as an ambassador. Yeah, but she says it every other time she's on <laughs> screen. <laughs> well, because we got rid of her. Now, got, here's, the, here's the thing. Didn't we get rid of her first episode? So this is your, her first episode. So now you're getting rid of this one too? <laughs> when are we ever going to meet Loxana guys? Uh, let's see what of, was what was her other first one? You got rid of Haven. I'm double checking. Yeah, we don't have Haven. So if we get rid of this one, we, we have haven't not even met yet. Loxana yet. Then all right, all right, we'll keep it for that. We'll we'll <sighs> keep it for that reason. I I will. Wait, vote so yes you want keep... Manhunt to be the introduction to Loxana? It's well, there's no running <sighs> gag now, so you're getting rid of every running gag she's ever had of making a pass at Picard. So like, what's the first one you're going to have her for? Well, if we have Menage this one, Menage yes. Troy, absolutely, that's a great well, episode. She... So, uh, so are we keeping it or not? I'll say keep it for that reason. Since we since we did discard, it, it does one. help introduce her character. Yeah, and, we'll keep it. We'll keep it. And because of like the end where she uh, is helpful, like it does balance a bit. So it's not like oh my gosh, this crazy character. Like what is going on? All right, all right. We'll okay, keep it. I'm we'll a bit worried it. about the next one for Daniel because I think he might play a long game here. Next up is emissary. On the edge of explored space, a new crew takes command of an abandoned space station and makes an incredible discovery that will change the galaxy. <laughs> that sounds amazing, Daniel. We gotta keep that. Uh, oh, I'm I, sure the Enterprise is in it, so. Yeah, but I don't really think you really learned a lot with the Enterprise. We can lose it. No, but the thing is, the Enterprise is in it, 
but it's all blurry and stuff. I don't like. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh man! Well, oh, well, because you're viewing it through the Badlands. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. we kid because we care. Uh, but anyways, we that was just obviously a joke. But the, the, we're talking about the TNG episode, the the emissary, uh, where the Enterprise crew has to deal with a Klingon sleeper ship whose occupants don't know the Federations and Klingons are at Susie Plaxton. Susie Plaxton. Right. Yes. So I assume Daniel's going to say no, because if there's no Kalar, <laughs> there's never an Alexander. I know where he's going. I know, I know, I know. But they didn't have to go there with this, but they did. Oh, they went there. Skeletor the thing and all. Is, I love Susie. I love Kalar so much. She's one of my favorite, favorite characters ever. And... Alexander is literally one of my least, least favorite characters ever. So I just, uh, I, no, well, I'm not well, even. We can't torn. not cut. I, we can't all not. The we Kayla can't not have it. It's, it's an essential. Yeah. It is. Essential. It's essential yeah. for sure. Don't it, give it me any up, of that Klingon nonsense. It obviously sets up. K- I mean, come on now. Like, let's think about how pivotal this episode is. It sets up uh, uh, Worf and Alexander and Kalar. All that stuff is super important, obviously. But more importantly, it sets up. Uh, Worf going in and killing a guy uh, to let Gowron become the high chancellor yeah. of, the, of the Klingon Empire, this, that, the which dom- has the first literally ramifications. Sets. Yeah, and so I mean, this episode, obviously, I mean, we, how would you how would you drop this episode? And it's a great episode, you know, to boot peak performance with oh, the Borg the threat one. in mind. Oh, oh yeah, that is, yeah okay. <laughs> with the Borg threat in mind, Starfleet stages a war game simulation pitting Captain Picard and the Enterprise against Commander Riker and the B-Team. Uh, what do we think, guys? <laughs> Hold on, That's does that actually episode. say that? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> the B-Team. Except it's the B-Team, so it's a little, like, slower. Wesley Sheeting. Worf is upset. I like, I mean, I love this episode. Yeah. No, this is actually very essential. Well, I don't say very essential, but it is essential. Um, I mean, Picard versus Riker is always great, just as a concept. Um, and, and, I mean, the Ferengi part, you know, womp womp. Um, but then, but, but then the little data ending. It could almost be any antagonist, but yeah. And, I mean, we get to, we, uh, we get to actually see the Picard maneuver in this one, do we? Or no? Yeah. We do, it, yeah, right, ish. No. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and Data has to learned. come up with a defense for it at the last second. Yeah, and then the whole Kolrami thing. Yeah, I mean, th- this is good stuff. This is a really this Stratagema. is one This is one of my favorites from season two. I love this episode. Yeah, no, it's good really stuff. good. Def- definitely keep it, keeping it, and that's it. We're done. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, great season two. I mean, you know, you know what, guys? Though, uh, okay, I feel like let's look back at season two. <laughs> we just did. We just did that. <laughs> Moving on now, very famously to what some may say is the worst episode of of all of Star Trek, and to them, I would say uh, you obviously uh, haven't seen a plate of stepchildren. But uh, <laughs> this is the one where Commander Riker fights for his life in sick bay after he's infected by an alien parasite while on an away mission. Um, Which that part is actually a cool plot. Like I always, what. No, I said it's not bad. That part is. Oh not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. a great part. But then yeah. what they do with it is. Hey guys, remember the time terrible. Tasha died? Remember the time when Riker got seduced by the Irish girl? <laughs> you just talked about. That. <laughs> hey guys, guys, you remember, guys when... remember last week when? Uh... <laughs> so this uh... is, yeah, of course, uh, the result of a famous writer strike. Um, in the late eighties, and it's a clip show, which is what what Star uh, not Star Trek, what TV did a lot, uh, and as a result of that, we had to we had to deal with this. And I mean, come on, I mean, this is no, again it as is much not essential at all as much as a uh, you know the measure of a man is a yes. There's no reason <laughs> in even discussing this. No, like, no. Plus, if we were um, only watching a portion of this season, it would be confusing because literally more stuff could be in this than what yeah, we actually that's saw. that's true. That's true. Now, yeah. is there an argument for keeping this because of what it is? And by that, I mean, like, would you get rid of Threshold and Voyager? No. And you would never be like, oh, the Threshold, Voyager. But, like, Shades of Grey is sort of our little, like, Achilles heel. And of, like, you know, we hold that up. Like, if you lose that, then you're just never going to be like, oh yeah, Shades of Grey. 
it's a very it's like a it's a product of its time right and it and it it, it does represent a lot for you know for what exactly was going on with star trek at the time and and all of this so for people who are fans for for people like us obviously even though it's kind of like a morbid curiosity uh but no it's definitely not essential and if you are not familiar with tng or you're, you're you're just going through the important episodes this is not on the list this isn't even close to the list this would be as far away from the list as as possible i'm voting yes <laughs> yeah and i vote i vote no There's, yeah it wouldn't even matter it's definitely not going on there so guys season two if uh, we round we're at fi- about 55 percent um which seems to be kind of right in line with what what the previous shows here on the network have been doing uh, right, the 50 50s to 60 mid 50s to 60s 50th anniversary sense. you know yeah yeah so we leave <laughs> we leave uh you know what you leave behind is about eh, half uh so I mean, any closing thoughts on season two uh it does it fared slightly worse slightly worse than season one by just a couple of percentage points um but do you think that is uh a product of maybe lesser shows plus shades of gray or do you think that's just because maybe uh season two not as good as season one guys i just see clear sailing from now on <laughs> yeah that'll be season three should be fun and uh you you our listeners can look out for that in the near future i think but believe it or not season two essential the next generation is not the only thing we're talking about here on trek fm so here's a look at what else you may have missed elsewhere on the network previously on trek.fm the ready room you know star trek all access gives you a great acronym though Star! Star, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Star! Yeah, the upward <laughs> angle on the... Yeah, totally get it. The orb. I don't know if obsessive love is really love because it's... I, I, I think it's more about possession. Yeah, and for yeah. Ducat, she's a possession of his, not really a relationship of his. The 602 Club. But yeah, Evan Peters has way too much fun with this character. I mean, he's really embracing it, really embracing it, and just always brings a smile to my face when I see him. Saturday Morning Trek. The 30 seconds that we spent on Scotty singing probably could have been used with a really fun... Uh, why are all these women in, in security uniforms standing around us? Rather than just, you're more handsome than ever. Yeah, that, <laughs> what was that about? And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. You can listen to every show on the network at Trek.fm with links for iTunes, streaming services, and a direct download link. This week of World Grey is brought to you by Audible.com. This is a great way for you to read all of the books you want to read but never have time for. Audible is always expanding with over 150,000 titles to choose from. There are classics, current bestsellers, and famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive and Federation. Audible has something for everyone. Now, as a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a 30-day trial to try out Audible yourself. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read. To support Trek FM, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Thank you, Audible, for supporting Earl Grey and Trek FM. If you are a weekly listener and would like to directly help Earl Grey, please consider becoming a patron of Trek FM. At patreon.com slash trekfm, you can choose a pledge level and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. You'll be inside the Observation Lounge of our network, able to participate in our monthly patron roundtable podcasts and supporting the production of all of our great content. We would like to take this moment to thank our current patron associate producers, Stephen Boyd and Ron Sarna. Thank you for supporting Earl Grey. Connect with other Trek FM listeners on our Facebook discussion group called The Babel Conference, found through the Facebook search field, or like the facebook.com slash trekfm page for show updates and announcements. The network is also on Twitter, at Trek FM. All right, Darren, if people want to get a hold of your Amazon link for pain sticks, how would they get a hold of you? They can find me on Twitter under username Dr. Sci-Fi, D-R-S-C-I-F-I. And Philip, if people wanted to get a hold of the real whiskey, I think you could help them with that. How would they get a hold of you? Uh, 
they can find me on Twitter. My handle is NC Public Servant. That's NC for no clones. And we know what, what Phil's bringing to Star Trek Las Vegas. Something <laughs> green. <laughs> and if people wanted to talk to me about peak performance, and if I was be a part of the A team or the B team, they can find me on Twitter at one up Dan. That's the number one, not the word. Gentlemen, it's been fun talking season two, but, uh, you know, let's, let's get to season three fast. Let's get these collars on. That, that's my favorite one. <laughs> collar, so we, collar, pip, pip, pip. <laughs> yeah, let's get these collars. We will catch you all next time on Earl Grey. Engage. Make it so. Live long and prosper. Fire. Fire.